Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 2180. Five Simple Ways to Crush Emotional Spending for Good, part one, by Chelsea Brennan of smartmoneymamas.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. Now today's post is actually broken up into two parts. So I'll read the first half today and we'll finish the rest tomorrow. So let's jump right into part one and continue optimizing your life. Five Simple Ways to Crush Emotional Spending for Good, Part 1, by Chelsea Brennan of SmartMoneyMamas.com. So you've got a spending problem. Welcome to the club. There's good news and bad news. Bad news first, right? If you have a spending problem, you're probably trying to find a way to fill an emotional gap in your life. You can't just hope to find more willpower and white-knuckle your way through. The good news? When we do the work of getting to the root of the emotional issue, spending falls away. We can heal and make use of good habits, tools, and draw upon our community. Why emotional spending can be so messy. Emotional spending is a common problem, but no two people struggle the same way. We all have our own triggers for spending, our own places where that overspending manifests. On a high level, it's defined as buying things you don't need as a result of stress, boredom, jealousy, guilt, insecurity, fear, or really any negative emotion. That sounds miserable. Luckily, if you can take the time to understand where your emotions are coming from, you can make a plan for how you'll respond to those emotions when they rear their ugly heads and avoid them for the long term. That's what I want to help you do. Because if you can't control your emotional spending, Purchases that may feel small in the moment derail us from our bigger goals, and it leaves you feeling stressed, guilty, and regretful, and that's not the relationship with money you deserve. Five strategies to overcome emotional spending. Here are five tips to help you reduce your emotional and impulse spending and change your emotional spending cycle. Number one, know the difference between emotional and mental health spending. On the surface, emotional and mental health spending might seem like the same thing, but in reality, one is spending where you're trying to fill an emotional hole with stuff. The other is spending because you need extra support to take care of yourself when you're struggling with anxiety, depression, or other bigger issues. Generally speaking, people who struggle with anxiety and depression spend more than people that don't. 
For example, as someone who has struggled with anxiety and depression, if I'm maxed out at the end of a stressful day, there's a good chance that I'm gonna order out instead of cooking. Some days I simply don't have it in me to cook and my family still has to eat. If you're facing similar challenges, I don't want you to feel any shame over choices like that. I definitely don't want you to avoid investing in those supports, babysitting, ordering out, or having the house cleaned. I want you to be able to have those breaks when you need them. I just want to help you plan for them. Planning for mental health spending. When it comes to mental health spending, I suggest having an A-B budget. The A budget is for when you're mentally healthier and don't need to rely on those extra expenses to get you through. The B budget would include those extra supports and pulls back on savings a bit. You can smooth the gaps between these budgets by creating sinking funds for your mental health spending, setting aside money each month just for those mental health expenses to use when you need it. Just remember to keep making the distinction between mental health and emotional spending. Emotional spending is just trying to put a Band-Aid on a deeper issue, whereas mental health spending is using money as a tool to move out of your overwhelm more effectively. Number two, identify your spending triggers. There are a million reasons why we spend and a million different triggers that make us spend. We're happy, so we wanna celebrate. We feel guilty, so we wanna pay for that friend who covered our meal last time. We're bored, so we want something to do right now. A lot of these triggers boil down to stress and exhaustion. And when we're stuck in seasons of stress and exhaustion, these spending patterns become embedded habits and our overspending becomes automatic. So how do you do the work of identifying these triggers? Spend a couple weeks journaling about your expenses and how they make you feel. Take some time to answer two questions about your spending each day. How did you feel in the moment when you made that expense? And how do you feel now after you've made the purchase? Try to identify patterns in your behavior and your go-to spending weaknesses. Do you spend more on certain days of the week when you're spending time with certain people? Do you consistently get unplanned takeout on the night your kid has soccer practice? Get clear and specific on your triggers. This needs to be the first step because if you're not aware of when and why you're spending, you'll be fighting an invisible force. Number three, hear that on tomorrow's episode. You just listened to part one of the post titled Five Simple Ways to Crush Emotional Spending for Good by Chelsea Brennan of smartmoneymamas.com. If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, I've got some bad news. Mint is shutting down. But now for the good news. There's a better alternative. Our sponsor, Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college. I found that Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals, whatever they are. I definitely wouldn't be able to allocate my finances or plan as clearly without help from Monarch. In fact, Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H 
M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash OFD for your extended 30-day free trial. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. I believe that we've been conditioned since birth to be consumers. Many of us have a relentless desire to shop and buy more stuff, regardless of actual need. Advertisers have convinced us that we need all the things we buy. So I think it takes a lot of intentionality to question this and to push back against our consumerist conditioning. I've been able to do this in a few key ways. Firstly, I've developed a lot of gratitude for what I have. Focusing on the material abundance I already have curbs a desire for more. It's hard to sell someone something until you first convince them that they're somehow lacking without it. By continually reminding myself that I already have everything I need, there's no room for a sense of lack. I've also replaced the desire for more material possessions with the thrill of actively creating things. Shopping is all about passive consumption, but actively creating can be much more satisfying. For example, rather than buying your next meal at a restaurant, you could cook it yourself. Rather than buying art for your walls, you could make a shadow box of childhood mementos that have been rotting away in your basement. Rather than buying clothing, you could create a fun experience for you and your friends by hosting a clothing exchange. I get much more of a sense of pride from actively creating something than passively purchasing something. We've also been conditioned to connect our self-worth to the material possessions we have. You can change this by recognizing that there is no material possession you can buy that's going to make you feel better about yourself. Improving your self-worth comes from learning to enjoy your own company and investing as much time as possible in self-care. I do this through reading, journaling, meditation, hot yoga, long walks, affirmations, time with loved ones, and quality sleep. And I don't spend a dime on any of these activities. And that should do it for today. Have a happy rest of your day, and I'll see you tomorrow where we'll finish up this post and where your optimal life awaits.